Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Four Center Presents Data Bank Dive. I'm Ken Napsack. 
I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and this is our show where, hey, like the title says, we dive into the databank and then also Wikipedia to just really study a specific Star Wars character, location, vehicle, tech. Basically, if it's a noun, it is up for grabs. And then we talk about how wild is it? How weird is it? How wondrous is it? If you're enjoying this show, we did do a first season of it on the great sci-fi app, The Companion. If you want to check that out, you can go a search for The Companion and find it there. But we are happy to be up to episode 26, uh, sharing our love of all of these things in Star Wars. It's been a lot of fun having these discussions. We have a great one today because we are in Mando season. We're get, we're still in Bad Batch season, by the way. But we're, we, we have the trailer that came out this week. And we are looking forward to Mando season three. And that got me thinking, Joseph, about one of my favorite things of Mando season one. And I hope maybe again, future seasons of Mando. Uh, We will note we recorded this before the trailer dropped. So maybe the answer is in the trailer. Oh, we'll (laughs) find out. But today we are going to be highlighting Blurgs. Yeah, Blurgs. Blurgs, indeed. Here's what we do. We go into the StarWars.com databank. Then we'll take a peek at Wikipedia if we need some more information. And sometimes the databank doesn't even have an entry for what we're talking about, but that's not the case here today. Blurgs, according to the StarWars.com databank, are two-legged beasts of burden found on a number of worlds in the galaxy. Stoic and strong. (laughs) They are used for everything from agricultural labor to war, forging lazily in paddocks or carrying Twi'lek gorillas and clone troopers into battle. Although they appear harmless and docile, their toothy mouths can betray a fierce demeanor. Females, as we learned in Mando season one, are known to devour the males of the species during mating season. (laughs) That is a powerful paragraph, Joseph. There's a lot in there. There's so much in there, and I love the way this is framed. I can't remember the exact line of dialogue, uh, but this says uh, females are known to devour the males of the species during mating season. Not even during mating or after mating. It implies that it could just be like, hey, it's, you know, (laughs) February on Ryloth. Watch out, dudes. Watch out. Be careful if you swipe right. Yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we're going to go to Wikipedia for a little bit of m- more information. Uh, sometimes the entries are relatively the same, but there was some stuff I pulled here. Uh, they, the Blurgs, were very versatile for various kinds of service, despite their poor intelligence. Mm. And in that, we're going to come back to that. Some mm. Blurgs could also have a hostile disposition when provoked. I mean, yeah. When a one Twilight Resistance member invited a clone to mount his Blurg, the Blurg roared and bucked as the clone unsuccessfully attempted to control it. Their viciousness, when provoked, made them useful in battle. Male Blurgs were eaten by females after the mating process. I that forgot to take that out, but it's uh, more information on that there. Because that one makes the same make, makes it is during the process. Yeah, it is absolutely during uh, the process. But I gotta think that male Blurgs are a little bit like, hey, did you notice that Kevin and Dave are both gone? What What happened? Uh, Pete had a date last night. He come back. No? <laughs> okay. So we're going to discuss, kind of uh, dive into the blurgs of it all here. First, though, as always, Joseph, we begin with the description. And this, well, this we look to you first. How would you describe a blurg? I I, I couldn't contain myself. I kept thinking of different ways to disca- describe a blurg. I think never has the name of an animal been more accurate in telling you what it looks like, right? That's <laughs> eh, so true. It, both the name Blurg and the creature Blurg look like they used to be much longer and then they just ran into something and compacted, right? <laughs> it's, 
That's so accurate. Uh, the, a couple other ways I, I thought to try to describe it is you look at the blurg and it's almost like, you know, you bought some model for some exotic dinosaur-like creature and then you lost all the torso pieces. So you just kind of shoved it together and yeah. said, good enough. I don't know where the other pieces went. I don't know. They, <laughs> they, they fell in the sewer. I don't know. Uh, there's also, we'll talk more about it. There, the blurg looks like a... Um, almost looks like a, a cutified representation of another character, uh, of mm-hmm. like a larger animal, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it, it, the blurk almost looks like an, an angry emoji or or like a Funko Pop of a real animal of like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> these are not the accurate proportions, but this is a good representation. Like, I want to see if the blurk is the Funko Pop. What does the real animal look like? Ah, that's amazing. All accurate. All accurate there. Yeah, my mind went to uh, similar spots. It's like um, it's like a tadpole uh, (laughs) sprouted some legs, uh, you know, stopped uh, mid uh, transformation to a frog there. Right. And uh, it's a tadpole with legs, (laughs) sprouted teeth and the sole of a chihuahua. Just like oh. run around or maybe like a, a T-Rex that stopped evolving. It's like, I'm good right here. I'm good right here. Uh, <laughs> it is an angry mouth with legs. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's just nothing but head and the arms really look like an afterthought of like, do we still need these? Are they pretty close to falling off? Uh, evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's great. And then, you know, generally speaking, you know, we consider something cute, particularly in the animal kingdom there, if it's got like oversized baby-like features, right? Big mm-hmm. eye, big mouth. There's, there's something so not cute about the blurgs that just kind of make them endearing to me. Yeah. You know what I think it is that, that adds the terror? Like it, definitely the big teeth, uh, but they, mm-hmm. they also have a little bit of Kool-Aid mouth in a lot of these pictures that I'm looking at. Like their lips are red. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's makeup slapped on them. <laughs> oh, his look and the teeth, everything about them. Uh, we, we already kind of get to some of our favorite parts, but that was my follow up question: is is just what is your favorite part of their design? Oh wow, uh, I, I think in general it is the big picture, all head, no filler, right? Of the just it's the, the, the head on legs, right? Um, yes. uh, but I think my other favorite part is that would be pretty cool. Like they'd be a, a whole different thing. If they had like kind of like even something weird like tentacles or big strong arms, the fact that they have these kind of classic T-Rex, what are these even good for arms? Like, can they, are the arms even strong enough to pick up any animal and get food to their mouth? <laughs> like, no. the, the little dangly, uh, almost decorative arms are, is probably mm. my favorite part. Uh, that's, that's great. I think, I mean, I, I, I was, it might be, I mean, I want to go. I want to say the the mouth, just the teeth, just everything about it. But there's something about that tail that just makes it, it is tadpole-like. As, as a kid, used to get tadpoles from the uh, river when I was a kid. It, it really takes me back to those days. But it is so perfectly balanced. It's just the most weirdest, it's the weirdest blob of a creature design. It's everything you're saying. It's a smushed up design. It's like a half thought. But that tail just, it's just perfectly balanced for me. And it's, and it's a cute tail. I like a little cute doggy tails, little cat tail. It's a cute tail. It is a cute tail. And it is clearly the like absolute masterstroke of, uh, of the evolution of this animal that it's got that massive, but cute tail to balance the all head, no filler. <laughs> yeah. Cause if it's, if it's just a little longer, it falls over. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Next part of discussion here, unintelligent, hostile disposition, stoic. Hey, I'm stoic. Let's defend the blurgs against such slights, Joseph. What what say you to these descriptions uh, of of the blurgs? Yeah, I mean, I I guess I understand, but I would also like uh, in almost a real world, you got to be like, hey, remember every dictionary does have the bias of the person who wrote it, even if they're trying to be factual, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, did... Did the, did the person who wrote this entry on the blurks, did they witness a particularly upsetting mating session and the meal afterwards? Is that is that where this is coming from? Because uh, yeah. I feel like with almost all these words, maybe unintelligent, put it aside, but hostile hmm. dispositions, stoic, like there are more positive ways to describe that, right? You could also just say, you know, uh, blurks are really chill. Uh, they mind their own business and they're not bothered unless you bother them, right? There are nicer ways to say this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, 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 I think it's, look, the unintelligent thing. All right, all right. I get it. Not all the animals are the are the brightest in the bunch. I I understand. And and we've been talking about hapabores and yopies, a lot of those kind of creatures. So I, maybe they're just simple, straightforward, you know, animals that just want to munch. I, I get it. I get it. Those teeth you want to eat. I got it. <laughs> Put that aside. But yeah, the hospital disposition, especially from what we've seen, like, you know, Mando's being mean to them at first. They're they're on, uh, you know, uh, uh, Quill's uh, territory, so they're protecting it or, you know, well, those aren't his, I get it. But um, I think, yeah, I think it's right. And then it's the stoic thing. Well, then what, you can't have both. Are they just kind of stoic, quiet, keeping to themselves, and then you're bothering them? And that's a problem? You, come on. I'm defending the blurred stoicism here. <laughs> Me too. There's something about like it's stoic, go with unintelligent and hostile. Like maybe they just don't want to hang out with you today. Come on. Yeah, leave them yeah. alone. Yeah, absolutely there. Uh, so here's, this is uh, the fun part of this. I mean, it's been fun discussion so far, but I really wanted to get to this one. Uh, Blurks are generally connected to Champs and Dula and the Twi'leks using them as mounts as first seen in the Clone Wars back in 2009. That's where I remember first seeing them. But of course, that's not where I first saw them. They first appeared in 1985's Ewok movie, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Uh, So, Joseph, I remember it might have, I I have to admit, sometimes, you know, we like to, Star Wars fans think you know it all, right? Sometimes that's Mm -hmm. how you're judged. What's your trivia answer? I think I have to admit, it was in the discussion around Mando season one that someone pointed out they were from the Ewok movie. I think I thought they were from the Clone Wars. I definitely saw those Ewok movies. I definitely sat down in my living room as a kid to see them. No memory of the Blurgs growing up in the 80s, 90s, and beyond. So what about you? Do you have a memory of those Blurgs from back in the day? Uh, very similar experience to what you just described. I watched both of those movies uh, with with great hope that there'd be uh, maybe a lightsaber or two. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe a Wookiee. And, and, and I was, uh, you know, a little disappointed. And I have zero memories of the Blurg, which is weird because I'm sure it was one of the parts I liked because I was watching it for like, I want to see as much Star Wars weirdness, excitement as possible. And I think they were like kind of stop motiony, right? Um, yes. And, and I and I liked that then. I like that now and I liked it then. So I bet when I saw the Blurgs, I was like, yeah, all right. You know, 
Uh, But for some reason, I guess young me focused on the negative (laughs) (laughs) and not the positive. I should have clung to the blurgs. That's the life lesson because I don't remember them from watching it back in the day. Cling to those blurgs. Well, look, I I remember Teak. I remember Wilford Brimley. I remember a lot of things. Uh, The Gorax, (laughs) I remember a lot of things. I just don't remember the blurgs, but that's uh, part of the fun. And, uh, you know, uh, I I love that they they brought him back for both Clone Wars and it made perfect sense for... uh, Mando it just kind of worked. I loved everything about that there. Uh, and I think uh, I love this part. We talk about you know, unintelligent, hospital disposition, stoic. The fact that they are, they're brave, stout creatures, I think, racing yeah. in the battle. That's important, you know? I really liked them in the Clone Wars. And when they popped up in Rebels, I was like, oh, yeah. And they got some great scenes, great high action scenes in in, in Rebels, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it was I really did think of them as creatures from the very stylized animated world. So it was like this great, wonderful shock to see them mm-hmm. live action in The Mandalorian and <laughs> really not that different, you know. Yeah, it is funny how, you know, uh, I tend to agree with the perspective how but how uh, Filoni has said in interviews, remember, everything in the animated show is is stylized. So the Darksaber doesn't need to look exactly like that, just like Christopher Lee's face doesn't look exactly like Count Dooku. <laughs> and you got the blurgs over here going, uh, no, we're, we're pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> we cross the board. We're the, same. <laughs> we're the same. I love that. That's that's amazing. It's a great note here. And, of course, the design goes even before and goes beyond 1985's Ewok movie there. The design of the Blurgs uh, is, uh, was part of the concept art for The Empire Strikes Back. I didn't dig too much into that today. didn't have time to put that uh, in my notes. But I, I think, you know, I could try, you know, having these lead up to Tauntauns or something like that makes a lot of sense. But, Joseph, I want to have fun with this idea. What if the Blurgs just showed up at Empire as is? How would you see them factoring into that movie of the Star Wars Galaxy at that time? Uh, I want them uh, to just suddenly be racing down the halls of Cloud City with no explanation. <laughs> you and I went to the same spot. Clearly, <laughs> changing up the Tauntauns or having them on uh, Hoth totally makes sense. I would rather uh, Yoda go, to my hut we go, on my Blurg we ride. And like, <laughs> he has got a Blurg there. Luke gets on. R2 has to find a trail. And that's where I'd want them, Dagobah. Oh, yeah. No, I, they, they would make a lot of sense on Dagobah. And they would highlight that scene if they were just really, really slow. And Luke was like, oh, yeah. And so much faster beasts. Come on. <laughs> Tauntauns are so fast. You know, stoic they are. Uh, I wouldn't see it. Uh, but their I, mates they do. <laughs> their mates they do. Uh, but, I, but I love Cloud City works for me as well because imagine like, you know, we got Lando who's, you know, he's been in the puffer pig, puffer pig trade. We've got that. So getting in the blurg trade, uh, I, I could see that. I could see it. Having oh, yeah. a pen of blurgs, you know. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> if there are puffer blurgs, that's the thing I want to know about. Oh, man. That's like, oh, that's like when you get a dog, like, how did they mate these dogs? What? what uh, huh? <laughs> it's like a German Chihuahua shepherd. What are you talking about here? Yeah, uh, I, I would love to see some some weird blurg combinations there. Uh, we, we've had, we're having a lot of fun here. These blurgs are great. Uh, what is the magic of blurgs? Uh, what do they bring to the Star Wars saga, sir? I think to me and, and for my aesthetic, they are uh, the perfect Star Wars creature. 
because they are mm. extremely relatable to real life. You can look at them and you can think of animals from as varied as a T-Rex to a Chihuahua. And I can yeah. see both of those things in, in this animal, you know, uh, the way they're described is like, they're kind of strong and silent and stoic. Like they've even got like, uh, what are they cows? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're very, very relatable to real life, but also extremely weird and alien. Right. Um, yes. So they've got that, going for them and then sometimes I, I bang on about how I feel like Star Wars is sort of defined often by the contrast and tension and one of the points of contrast and tension that I love in Star Wars is the uh, absurd and profound at the same time and mm. the blurgs are they're hilarious right because of all of the physical descriptions because they look like they you know ran into a wall and accordioned like a cartoon into this right mm -hmm. uh, but then at the same time especially with what we got in Mandalorian, they feel like a real sentient creature with a history and a perspective to the point where you and I are getting mad at them being mm. insulted by their <laughs> Wikipedia yeah. entry. So right. you got both sides of it to me of like, they're fun to joke about because they're so weird and, and bizarre looking. But at the same time, they I'm like defensive about them because they have a real history. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying there because this is their wonderful in Clone Wars and Rebels, but coming in Mando and such a powerful scene, it's early on in that Mando series where, you know, he's, Din's learning to ride and the great speech from Quill. And there are these silly, they're so silly. There's very silly creatures. They're so Star Warsy. They're so wild. What if a mouth had legs? Like, you know, like those, <laughs> in the eighties, they had those crazy, like, like, like baseball softballs, but they were like faces. They're like monster faces. I don't know. I had a bunch of those as a kid. It just, it's those with legs. But they can be used for such profound moments and just that's what Star Wars is. It is it is uh, serious and it is somber at times. So look at what's going on with Andor. But a blurg could have been an Andor and it would have oh, been yeah. Dewey and, and Freedy would have absolutely loved that, hanging out with a blurg. And, and I just I think that's part of the magic. The lessons come from so many unlikely uh, sources in Star Wars. And, and, and so it is with the blurgs. Yeah, well said. Well said indeed. No, that's just the Blurgs inspiring me because that's the <laughs> magic they bring. We're going to take a quick break here on Data Bank Dive. But on the other side, we're going to make it personal. That's right. We're going to get personal with the Blurgs. So stick around for more Data Bank Dive. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Databank Dive. I don't know why I'm sounding like a 1940s newsman. Uh, we're going to stick with it. I'm Ken Napsack. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. Across the virtual studio table here, we are diving into blurgs. These crazy, wonderful, silly, and profound and poignant creatures of Star Wars. These beasts of burden. I always hear Mick Jagger singing anytime I hear that phrase. Um, I don't want to be your blurg of burden. Walk for miles. My big feet are hurting. Never, never, never eat a mate again. There you go. Perfect. We are a weird owl of Star Wars podcast. Uh, Blurg <laughs> play a big part in the journey and growth of Din Djarin on the Mandalorian, as we've been discussing. So, Joseph, uh, you find yourself in a pen of Blurgs. What lessons would a Blurg teach you? Uh, I think respect to the way you phrase that. If I'm in a pen of Blurgs, uh, if they're stoic, uh, yeah. if they're, if they're, you know, running on their own time, their own schedule. Oh, I respect that. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, I, I'm used to going to people's houses and having, um, you know, animals who need a, a moment to adjust. Right. And, you yeah. know, I was taught very young, you know, to, you know, no, no fingers, just offer, offer your fist, uh, for, for animals to sniff. Um, mm -hmm. I think I would, that was, that's the first thing I do. And if it looked like they had a, a, a hungry mood. Uh, I would, uh, I would learn to run. Um, yes. If I could survive meeting the Blurgs, I don't know. I, they, they seem like just a great lesson in patience, right? Which almost seems like a little bit what's going on with Din, right? Of like mm -hmm. frustrated, angry, doesn't want to be doing this. cares more about the, the end game than where he is now, what he's doing, you know, mm -hmm. and it's really, it's calming down, taking the time, you know, bonding with this animal. You know, so I think calm down, take your time. That's another big lesson. Uh, I think another one uh, is, you know, hey, uh, when you're being treated poorly, it's okay to push back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's from them. Yes, I love that. 
Yeah, because I think that's the thing. It's like, oh, yeah, well, they can be, uh, they can be uh, violent. Yeah, mm-hmm. shooting them with flames and stuff. Yeah, they might bite you. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, love this. Yeah, no, that's, uh, first of all, you, we had a real world example of this last week where you had to bring them <laughs> to my house to pick something up. And I was like, I'd like you to beat Franny because I am holding her in my arms, but she will murder you and yeah. your uh, So a um, lot of, a lot of stuff there. Um, yeah. I, there, there's a lot for the lesson for me, if like, I guess I'm in Din's point of view is I guess not judge a book by its cover. Cause you know, look at this silly creature or, but also I might look at it with a lot of fear. That's a, Pretty big mouthful of very sharp teeth. And, <laughs> you know, we've already discussed what happens during the, the mating process there. Um, so I, w- I might approach them in a way that would uh, lead with fear and add something to them that's not there. This, this hostile disposition, I don't want to put that hostility into them when it's not there. Well, maybe they want they want to work with me. Maybe they are stoic. Maybe they're like, "Hey, do you want to go in a battle? We'll take you there. Do you want to pull some uh, carts? We'll we'll pull for you. Just got to respect us." So I think that's the way there. And yeah, and I think you're very right. The other way around is the Blurgs know who they are. Blurgs, in their limited understanding of what they are, <laughs> got their little tiny hands on it. They know who they are, and they're going to stand up for themselves. That's a valuable Star Wars lesson. Right. Blurgs aren't sitting there going, I wish I was a Ronto, right? Are, are Ronto's lives going better than mine? They're like, no, we're Blurgs and we're damn proud to be Blurgs. <laughs> I wish it was a Ronto if it was a Shaq. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to more songs here that we uh, shouldn't. Uh, oh Mother- my God. Blurgs and Shaqs are the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> if you mated them, you'd get like a, a much more normal animal with a normal sized body <laughs> if you made it blurgs and shacks you would just have this bow tie of homelessness <laughs> the face in the butt uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like just concept art from four center listeners of a blurg shack a blur blur shack a black rock oh man that is anakin would definitely fall off that that's oh hilarious. yeah mm. all right all right, trying to move on here. We've learned some valuable lessons from the Blurgs. Uh, if uh, we're at the Canto Bike Casino on Cantonica, mm. and I will stress this, a humane, safe race, okay? A humane, safe race between a Blurg, a Tauntaun, and a Cadu is held. Which creature? What creature, Joseph, are you putting all your Republic credits on to win this race? I, I, I want to say Blurg, but I think I got to give it to the Cadu. Um, yeah, and I'll add, I'll add to me and see if this changes your bet. Again, keeping with this safe, you may no riders on this. This mm-hmm. is a free range race. Yeah, you go in Cadu. Yeah, because I think here, here's what I think happens. I okay. think that even though the Blurg is fast, the Tauntaun's fast. I think the Cadu is afraid of the Blurg. I think uh, the Cadu is running for its life <laughs> from the Blurg. <laughs> I think the the Tauntaun and the Blurg are like, great, you know, we're running, whatever, fine. I think the Cadu is, if I don't win this race, uh, that is the end of me. I I love that idea. Because, I, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't anticipate us playing out the race like it's uh, an episode of Databank Brawl in a weird way, Databank Race. <laughs> uh, but I love this. I think the Cadu has a little fear in its heart. The Blurg has a lot of hunger in its heart. And I've always thought Tauntauns, they do need, and, 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 and there's been some great stuff in the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, uh, yeah. the mother and everything. The, you really get into the heart and soul of Tauntaun. So I actually was moved by that story. But um, outside of that, I will say, I've always been under the impression that Tauntauns maybe need a writer. Mm. <laughs> maybe need a guide. And I just think the Tauntaun, the, the, the starting gun goes off and the Tauntauns just 
milling about, grazing, kind of just <laughs> doing its own thing. Whereas the Kadu, as you say, is now, I agree with you, in fear of its life and the Blurg's hungry. Um, so maybe the Blurg uh, ends up with a snack and a win, or maybe the Kadu wins. Yeah. Put, but I, I, I think I'd put my credits down on the Blurg. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely not the Tauntaun. I there's just something about it that it, it feels like maybe if it was a marathon, maybe if it was like, can you pace yourself? Because the Tauntaun really does seem like they're just kinda like doop ba doop ba doop ba doop. Yeah, and they're clearly fast and they and, and they travel and and, and yeah, you know, I'm sure they've had outrun a womp on her day, but I, there's just something about Tauntauns that I get the feeling of they're easily distracted and on their own time. <laughs> Uh, my other part of this why I give it to Kadu is I do think there's a possibility that the Blurg might just sit down during the race. <laughs> well, yeah, if if the Blurg's like, hey, I want to remind you that a part of my description is stoic. I don't yep. need that win. <laughs> exactly. What is the win? philosophical <laughs> question. And the Kadu is just running around. But I would love to see this happen. Uh, I would love to see this race take place. Uh, final uh, question of the making personal section here, Joseph, before we give our ratings. This is important. What would you name your blurg? I would name my blurg Bev. Uh, <laughs> you got the alliteration, which is always nice, but it's a short, blunt name that's mm-hmm. still kind of elegant, right? Yes. Uh, and I feel like I've met Bevs in real life who are maybe, you know, uh, they they are in charge of, say, like a records office, right? And like, yeah. Maybe Bev seems cranky, but you don't know everything that Bev has to put up with. And if you need something from Bev's records office, maybe you should ask with a lot of respect and then you'll see a different side of Bev. <laughs> you don't want to see a different side of Bev. That's great. That's great. I was going to go more direct, more pet like, uh, though I'm sure there's a dog out there named Bev. Uh, I was going to go with Munchie. <laughs> Just straight up munchy, because uh, that's the vibe you get from the blurgs. But oh, yeah. I would love to see you and I riding uh, Bev and Munchie into uh, not battle, but just a, a bar crawl through the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> the blurg bar crawl would be beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, we've had a lot of fun with the blurgs. But as always, we're going to rate the wild, weird, wondrous factor of blurgs. Our rating is based on the original Star Wars weirdo, Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most. Joseph, how many Lobot heads do you give the blurgs? Well, I'm going to give literally 10 Lobot heads to blurgs because I think that's how many they would eat if they were Mm. hungry. Uh, But also it is just straight up 10 out of 10. Uh, They are to me just like... Like I said, they're so absurd, but they're still got like some depth and some character to them. They're they're tip of the iceberg. Uh, You know, Star Wars, you look at them and you want to know more. How? Why? Yes. (laughs) Uh, How how fast can I run away from them? Can I make it? No. And and then once you figure out the mating, the mating almost breaks the scale, almost breaks it to 11. But I'm giving them 10 out of 10 robot heads. You know what? You convinced me. I, I, I'm going to be brave and bold. I'm going to write, write in about it with you. I'll go 10 out of 10 as well. It, they hit all categories. They're wild. Sometimes in case, literally, in some cases, literally wild. They, they're definitely weird and, and just wondrous. And I, I give a lot of that credit to Quill and, and, and the Mandalorian show. Uh, Cham and, 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 and the Freedom Fighters of Ryloth did a lot for the Blurgs. Uh, Ewoks as well. Let's not forget that. But there's just something just love that scene. I love that scene so much early on in Mandalorian. Just really set the tone for me personally what's coming to the show. And so that's the wondrous side there. But then you look at those little hands, those little hands, <laughs> the mouth, that tail. 
It's it's some of the weirdest things in Star Wars. So 10 out of 10. 10 from you, 10 from me. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Weird, wild, wondrous, and sometimes even wobbly. They got a fourth W. They got a fourth W indeed. I did want to highlight this, though. In the forthcoming week uh, here on uh, January 24th, uh, it is uh, the birthday of the late John Hollis, who played Lobot in Empire Strikes Back. Oh. So just noticed that. I was looking through the uh, records this week on uh, StarWars.com's app. And uh, yeah, so 1931, January 24th, John Hollis was born. We love Lobot. We love our, our weird Lobot ratings. So uh, uh, happy uh, birthday to the late, great John Hollis. Agreed. All right. There you go, my friends. That's it. We've done it. It's another episode of Databank Dive. Thank you so much. Uh, if you are finding us uh, relatively for the first time, there's a lot of other things we do, and we sometimes go very deep into Star Wars, but other times we love writing blurgs around the galaxy. You can find links to all Four Center things on our Twitter page at Four Center Pod. Uh, there's uh, link trees that'll get you to where you need to go, including our Patreon page. For me, you can follow me at CatNapsock. Go to my web- website, CatNapsock.com. You can get links to things like my show, Pop Rock and Radio, Blathering, Saturday Night Napsock, Casterly Talk, and all the other things I do. Joseph, where can they find and follow you? Yeah, you can find me on all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my YouTube page. Uh, just search for Joseph Scrimshaw. And uh, if you want to find me other times, I'll just be sitting in my apartment uh, thinking about blurks. Thinking about blurgs indeed. Bev and Munchie making their way to the Star Wars <laughs> Galaxy. That's it. Thanks for listening to Data Bank Dive. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.